Right at the Fork is proud to present this episode of the Joy of Drinking podcast. Welcome to the Joy of Drinking podcast. It is September 2021 already. Oh, it is so hard to believe that we are into fall. And it just so happens that we're recording on a beautiful day today. So it feels more like summer than fall, even though the leaves are definitely turning and they are certainly falling all over my back porch. (laughs) Anyway, thank you listeners for being with us. And today I'm so excited to chat with Petchuk Lasky. She is a major influencer, food and beverage personality here in Portland. And if you haven't checked her out already, please do so at her Instagram account. It's at Petchluck, that's P-E-C-H-L-U-C-K. And she has a food blog as well. So if you go to her Instagram, you can go to her link in her bio and check her food blog because she is a real active eater and drinker here around the Portland area and beyond when that's open to us again, hopefully soon. Uh, So Petch, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Joy. So I asked Petch to be on the show because she's a great food enthusiast, drink enthusiast, but as well, specifically now, she was just part of a contest uh, that ends on Monday. And this is the Crater Lake Spirits. This is a great distilling company out of Bend, Oregon, and they make all huge line of spirits. And they are doing the second annual Claim Your Spirit of Adventure cocktail contest. And Petch was invited to participate and be one of the people, home bartenders, to make a beverage for this. And it looks, it sounds amazing. I haven't tried it yet, but I was hoping Petch could kind of walk us through the process. So Petch, how did you get involved in the Crater Lake contest? Sure, sure. Um, They contacted me and gave me a choice of multiple um, options of their spirits, specifically was their pepper vodka, the hatch grain chili vodka, hazelnut espresso vodka, the sweet ginger, their gin, and then their whiskey. Um, And they told me that um, it had to have apple and the apple had to be part of the ingredients, could not just be a garnish. Okay. And so, and so knowing that, and also knowing that the reason why they wanted to create this cocktail was for their tasting room, I also was thinking about, okay, it needs to be something that they could make very quickly. Um, oh, right. And, that, and I also wanted it to be something that would be easily reproducible. Oh, very good. That's very thoughtful of you thinking through the logistics. So the winner, so listeners, if you're aware or not, the winner of this contest, then that drink for a limited time will be in the tasting room in Bend, Oregon. So hopefully we will see Petch's autumn rejuvenation in the tasting room. So Petch, can you tell us your process? So how did it start for you once they invited you to participate and kind of gave you the parameters, including using apple in the drink? Where did you take it from there? Um, Well, I immediately thought of using apple cider. I go to the farmer's market a lot and I love drinking the the, um, unpasteurized apple cider they have there. So I'm like, okay, I could definitely make one that has apple cider and I want it to be a little bit spicy. So then I had to think about, okay, so what do I want as the base spirit? I mean, as I mentioned, they have a pepper vodka, they had a hatch green chili vodka, and I thought, well, those are, are already have a nice spice mix to it, but they had this idea of the sweet ginger, which I'm like, oh, I could, I could add the sweet ginger and then also put in like something else as the spice mix. So it, it will sort of complement the apple a little bit because I like the idea. So 
what I often um, have done on a juice cleanse before is that there's a there's a juice I make by juicing apples and lemon and ginger, and then I throw in some cayenne pepper. I'm like, oh, I could do like a variation of that, but this time the you know the ginger is coming from their ginger vodka. Right, and so with you use some cayenne pepper. Yes. And so did you then infuse that into the ginger vodka to start or where does the where does the cayenne pepper fit into making the beverage? Um, I put the cayenne pepper in at the end because um, so I had uh, my, my husband also helped test this. And so we had different degrees of how much pepper we wanted. Oh, I bet. So so because of that, I'm like, OK, why don't I make it something where, you know, you you put in the the dash size that you would like, that you prefer. Because I like a little bit more. He wanted a little bit less. Okay, yeah. I can see the concern about, you know, the spice element, the heat element, potentially overpowering the apple cider. Did that happen to you in any of your taste tests? Um, Yes, it did. So when I first started doing the taste test, um, I actually started off with just sipping the sweet ginger vodka by itself. So that I I, I wanted to understand... um, you know, how much of the ginger is in that. It's actually a delicious vodka. I actually drank quite a bit of it just by itself playing. And then it also depends on your apple cider, right? Because um, I wanted to be open where, I mean, I used unpasteurized apple cider, but you could use like a regular apple cider. Like if you want to be able to, um, you know, share your apple cider jug at home with your, with your family, then maybe you want, you know, a pasteurized one or just, you know, there's different um, levels of sweetness depending on the apple also on the apple cider. So I'm like, well, I want to make sure that um, you could adjust the cayenne pepper to um, the level of sweetness so that it could be more sweet or more spicy. Oh, good. I get, I get you. I see. And then there's lemon juice in this as well. So is that a heavy squeeze or what is that like? Um, for my husband, it was a really heavy squeeze. Um, for me, I, I, it took me a while. So that was the hardest part was measuring out the lemon juice because I wasn't sure how much I was, I was squeezing. So, um, cause I ended up having, I think two ounces of the vodka, two ounces of the apple cider. So the lemon juice is really for that acidity to, to give it a little bit of tartness. That way, um, it has like the three levels of like the slight sweetness, um, the little bit of a heat, but then that, that little bit of acidity. And, the, and to yeah. um, balance it all out. So I get, so I think a, a heavy squeeze is really good if you have a very sweet apple cider. Right, right. It would vary, again, like you said, depending on the apple cider, which of course depends on who's making it, the type of apples they use, that sort of thing. And so then for serving it, so what did you find was the best serving? Lots of ice, one one block? What What's the best service serving suggestion? Um, I only used... Uh, a couple cubes of ice and I just stirred everything. I mean, I keep my vodka in the freezer because I also like to drink it, you know, by itself. So I wanted it already pretty cold for that. And, you know, most people have to keep their apple cider in the fridge. So most of the ingredients are already going to be cold enough, I think. Yeah. And have you had had a chance to try it warm? um, I have not tried it warm, although I thought about it. It just... It ended up being such great weather-wise, like almost another summer. I'm like, I guess I'll just wait on that till, you know, the rain comes in. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll try heating it up a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking it might be really good once it's chilly out. That it might be kind of like a hot toddy type of situation with this recipe that could be very delicious. So I can't wait to give it a try. So Yeah, yeah. One of the things I almost did, although I ended up <laughs> omitting it from the recipe because I didn't want it to be too complicated, is I thought about um, stirring it with a cinnamon stick at the end. Oh, very nice. 
Very classy, Patch. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and so it sounds like you have a home bar. Is that right? I have a small home bar. Most of the base spirits that I make by make cocktails are vodka and whiskey. Okay. All right. And do you lean more towards those being seasonal or year round? Um, they are pretty seasonal. Yeah. Um, because I like to incorporate like a little bit of fruit usually. Mm-hmm. And so with your whiskey, I'm guessing that that's more of your winter go-to. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as it finally gets cold enough, last week it was chilly. Maybe you had a little whiskey, <laughs> but now we're back to like warmer days right now. So yeah, okay, stay with the ice cold vodka, I would say. <laughs> and so Pesh, how long did it take you to develop the recipe? Was this a one afternoon kind of thing? Was it weeks? Uh, it probably took me three days, I think, because okay. I was just trying out different different variations. Yeah. And did you have any others that you may try again later, just for yourself and your husband? Um, I think with the, with, the, with the sweet ginger, one of the things I was interested in was, was also trying to see if I could make some sort of um, sangria. Oh, really? Oh, that is interesting. And we'll be getting really into citrus season here, you know, wintertime citrus, sangria. That could be very delicious, too. Yeah, I thought it interesting to put in the, the sweet ginger with, you know, with wine and then, you know, muddling it with more more, more fruit <laughs> and seeing, seeing you know, what could come out of it. it it's, it's definitely a unique flavor to have sweet ginger yeah. in vodka, I think. And I went, meant to ask about the Crater Lake. So I was familiar that they, that they had a ginger vodka, but I don't remember a sweet ginger. So this is one that's already sweet. Is that right? Yes, it's a little bit sweet, but it definitely has that like that, that hit of ginger yeah. as well, which is nice because um, so it, 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 I mean, I, I, one of the options I also thought about is like instead of using a ginger ale, you know, for a cocktail, using the sweet ginger vodka instead. But um, I ended up just going with the apple cider and the spiciness just because I I also sort of like the idea of, of this cocktail being um, an immune booster because that's why it's called autumn rejuvenation okay. because it has, you know, the apple, lemon, ginger, and cayenne in it. And, you know, the cayenne gives that little kick of metabolism so you could rationalize having a second, <laughs> second drink. <laughs> right. If you need a reason to have a second, there it is. It's an immune booster potentially. And we all need that for now and going into the winter cold and flu season. So that's very thoughtful of you, Petch. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I noticed that you've been really active on your food blog recently. At least this month, you've attended several places that look delicious. And I wanted to check in with you about that because that's such a mainstay. How long have you been doing the food blog? It's been a long time, right? Yeah, it has been a long time. Um, I think I first started the food blog when I first moved here. Um, that was 10 years ago, actually. Um, just to, because it, I was new here, I didn't really know anybody. And so it was my, my way of connecting with my family because we all love food. I'm trying to um, show them, you know, here are the things that are, are delicious to eat and drink here in Portland. And then I started to make a lot more food friends and it just kept spiraling from there. So I've been keeping it up for, for a long time. But mm-hmm. I also just love... Um, you know, outside my food friends and, and, and my family, just telling the stories now of all the different local um, creators, both in food and beverage. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. And I noticed that you just went to Grace. How was I, it? That was amazing. I didn't know what I was going to think when I saw some of the combinations of, of, 
um, global influences and flavors and techniques that he was putting together, but they somehow worked. And it was also a, just a, a great, I think, perspective that he has in terms of um, a lot of times when people think of like having different global influences, they think of it as being fusion food. But in the food that um, Chef Brian Han is doing, um, he's he's having them almost equal. So, for instance, one of the dishes I had had both Thai curry and it had Mexican flavors in it. So they had both, you know, different spices in them, but they were both equal. And oh. so they, they weren't diluted in any way, but they also came together in a complementary way. So I, I, I was confused, but also really intrigued me as more ideas like that um, on his menu. Oh, that's great. And did you have any uh, special beverages while you were there? Um, yes, I did have a couple of cocktails. Um, I, I, I thought it was really interesting that they have um, uh, their own infusion program that I guess that they're they're putting together. So um, I'm interested to see if they're going to um, make more and more cocktails there or not, or if this is just because um, they also allow you to put in um, a shot with any of their juices, and I do some really interesting juice combinations as well. So that is you know, another rationalization that, you know, you could go there and have some healthy juices with a little bit of alcohol in it. Right. That sounds great. And I have not been yet, but I'm very intrigued by the menu. And so I'm glad to hear that you had such a good experience. And I noticed as so listeners, I happened to see in person a patch at the beginning of the month, I guess it was, uh, for Queen Trails reopening in their new space. And Camille there does uh, has an incredible bar program. Uh, you've got to go check out Queen Trail. The back area is where Camille's bar is, and she designed it head to toe. It's gorgeous. And we had a chance to sample some great wines while we were at that opening event, as well as Camille's punch. So she has a really delicious punch that's a mainstay, I think, of what she offers. And I think that, Pesh, did you go to Little Shalom and they have a punch as well, maybe a non-alcoholic something or other? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little Shalom has, is interesting because they have a, a, a couple different um, non-alcoholic cocktails using, I'm not sure if it's how you say it, Wilderton? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, and so I thought that that was really, really um, interesting to be able to see um, people be able to look at no proof cocktails and offering a couple different options where it's more than just, just juice. And, and then Camille does all, does that Quantrell as well. And she's definitely one of my favorite um, mixologists in all of Portland. So everything Absolutely. she does is, is fantastic. It is. It's delicious and gorgeous. I mean, everything is so beautifully thought out from the glassware. Camille collects vintage glassware. So if you're lucky enough to go in, you'll have a drink in a beautiful glass. The garnish will be gorgeous and it's, delicious as well not just yeah, instagramable the full experience both yes. like visually and textually with the garnish as well as like even the way she describes it on the menu is more than just you know here are the ingredients this is the experience flavor wise that you're going to get exactly exactly so Petch, do you have any drinks or food programs that you're excited to test out in the next month or so that we should know that listeners should know about so we can get them on our radars as well just to put you on the spot <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, I'm really interested in going out to Lazy Susan. I've been seeing um, some other food influencers go out there, and the cocktails that um, that I think Michelle is making out there seem pretty fun. I've only gotten some brunch boxes there, you know, very um, early on in the year, and now that you know the the that they have the, the space open, I'd like to go there and and have more of the beverages when they're not in like you know to go format. 
Exactly. And I had the chance to go there and sit outside for brunch. Oh, gosh. Sometime this summer. And yeah, Michelle's beverages were delicious. And the wine list is great. So um, it's a great spot over there in the Montevilla neighborhood. It's great. I thought I was going to really miss Country Cat, which I do. But Lazy Susan is a great uh, newbie on the scene that's in the old Country Cat spot. Uh, Pesha, yeah. any, any other recommendations that you have for people? Um, I um, I think um, most people have already heard of Eric and like he does um, a bunch of consulting um, as, as part of Shipwreck. And so um, I think that um, the work that he's doing with, you know, with him is great, but he's also been consulting with uh, Uma's Hideaway or Takeaway. I'm a little confused sometimes between which two of those, but I think it's Hideaway. Um, but um, I, I'm interested to see like as the seasons change, what he's going to bring to both of those establishments um, for the for the fall. Once we're, I guess, slowly moving out of slushy season. <laughs> That's right. I guess for some people, slushy season does end. <laughs> But not for all of us, confession. <laughs> but right, Oma's Hideaway, right? I think it was Takeaway because it was Takeout Only. And I think they right. did now rechange the, the name to Oma's Hideaway. I think that's right. <laughs> but thank you for bringing them up too. And so, Petch, do you have any other beverages that you're excited for your home bar to introduce into your home bar for winter? Um, well, it's not really introduced, but it's 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 a it's a constant at my home bar for winter. Is that I really like the Kachka horseradish vodka, mm. and I use more of it now during the fall and winter times. I think it's sort of is a great base for um, going with pretty much any of the the heartier foods that you usually get during these seasons. Yes, and I noticed that Kachka was asking. Uh, people to comment on their Instagram account about what other types of vodkas that they should get into liquor stores here. So listeners, that's another chance for you to get involved and let them know of other kinds of vodkas that they could bring to market. I know in the summertime, uh, Bonnie does a strawberry vodka that goes it's gone in a heartbeat. If you can hear me snapping, it's like, right, if, you right, right. It, if you can get into Kochka in time, they might have some, a sip left, but it's usually gone super quickly. But the horseradish is delicious. It's so unique, very interesting. And I think it goes very well with like braised meats and heavy veg grilled vegetables, braised vegetables for the winter time. So that's a really good one too, Petch. Thank you for that. Uh, so Petch, before we head out today, any last words that you'd like to share with listeners before we say goodbye for the day? Um, uh, the main thing I want to just help encourage everyone is that the, the, um, the colder um, months are a lot harder on our food and beverage industry friends. So don't forget to to go out. Maybe it means takeout instead of being able to dine outside. Although I think some people are still bringing out those blankets and heat lamps and tents again. So make sure you don't forget our, our friends who are struggling out there so that we'll be able to see them on the other side of this when the sun is back out and summer is back. That's right. That's a very, very good note. We want to make sure our food and beverage friends and businesses stay open. And winter is always hard. And especially now the second year of COVID winter is even harder. I as well encourage you to get out. And if you do decide to go to one of the restaurants and you're seated outside, you know, wear your rain boots, bring an extra jacket, you know, be prepared to support the restaurant and, you know, order something warm and toasty and, you know, wear your mittens while you're there. <laughs> well, Petch, thank you so much for being with us and best of luck to you in the Crater Lake Spirits contest. I cannot wait to try making your beverage in my own home bar. Uh, I'm 
hoping maybe it'll cool down tomorrow or something and I'll be encouraged to make the autumn rejuvenation then. Anyway, Petch, thank you so much for being with us and for being such a great food and beverage supporter here in Portland. Thank you so much for having me, Joy. (laughs) Great to see you. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And again, please send comments my way. I am at Instagram at the Joy of Drinking podcast. And you can always email me too at jcplayswithfood at gmail.com. We always want your feedback. And of course, thanks to Right at the Fork for constantly believing in this program and to Chris and Court for producing it. So thanks, everybody. Uh, Have a great beverage this weekend, and we look forward to seeing you in October. Thanks, everyone. The Joy of Drinking podcast is produced by Joy Church, executive produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson, in association with Right at the Fork.